0: Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bytes. I'm Jean, your host, and today with me is Sheridan Smith. Sheridan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Sheridan, you've got over two decades of experience in leadership, learning, organizational development, and careers. Uh, You've worked as the Assistant Program Director of Business Psychology at Palo Alto University and held other academic roles in the US and abroad. Currently, you're a career counselor at NovaWorks Job Center, and I'd love to open up with asking you a question about what you're hearing and seeing on the ground today. I speak to a lot of career advisors on the show, but most are dealing with smaller cohorts of private clients, and they speak to one or two people a day. But obviously, it's been a crazy year, and you've uh, you know spoken, probably helped a lot, a lot of people. So, what is your gauge of things at the moment, and and what are you most often helping people with?
1: Uh, Thank you. Yes, we at our center, but specifically myself, I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of clients who are unemployed and either looking to get back to work in their own profession or make a career pivot. One of the things that we're really seeing this year is a lot of discouragement because there's a feeling like, wait a minute, hey, this pandemic wasn't my fault. I didn't plan for it. Um, And so we've actually seen a lot of folks drop out of job search and just say, I'm going to use my savings and write it out. And I'm going to be real honest. I think that's a bad strategy. Even though it's super tough out there, there are some great opportunities. And if nothing else, you're building the foundation to take off when things get better.
0: And isn't that also potentially a problem for people down the road when they... The market recovers, we've got a vaccine, all's good or returning to good, and you, you end up going back for interviews. Isn't it? It's going to be problematic, isn't it? If you just say, oh, well, I just sat around watching Simpsons and uh, hanging up.
1: That's a big problem because the longer the gap, the more, the more worry that people have can you get back in the swing of work? And the perception that people have is that when you're unemployed, you sit around and binge watch Netflix. And that perception is really going to hurt you in your job search. So you need to be showing that you may not be formally working right now, but you are doing things to stay active in your profession, you're learning that this is not a time to hang out and do nothing.
0: And so what are some of the the better examples or the best examples that you have of people who maybe they have been out of work now for the best part of the year, but... uh they're keeping themselves engaged in that way. What are some of those things that they can be occupying themselves with?
1: There's there's quite a list, actually. And I'll list a few and maybe give you one great example of a client who's uh, used time uh, very effectively. Volunteer work can be great. There are so many nonprofits, NGOs, who need people with professional skills, not just to uh, work in soup kitchens or whatever. Um, Even though that's good too, that's going to make you feel good. But So you can do that. But one thing that companies are really looking for is they want to hire someone who has a passion for their profession. And so if you can show that when you were unemployed, You were still doing things you loved. You were doing a project. You were part of a competition in your field. You were designing something. All of those type of things that are showing that you are still engaged matter to employers. They're really looking for that. So I'll give you one example. I have a client, actually, she had been out for of work for two years. She just went back to work yesterday. Um, awesome. And it, yeah, it was, I was doing a happy dance, but she was really smart. She went back to get an additional certificate, which took her about a year. But meanwhile, she had um projects that she did she taught herself how to sew and she turned out to be very good at it and so what she did is she started selling what she sewed and she learned how to do digital selling channels like pinterest and etsy she learned so much about that and in the end she had this opportunity to and she built a portfolio of work projects that she could show on a on a website. And when she went in for the interview where she just started working yesterday, they were like pretty blown away that someone had been doing so much. And then just one other thing that maybe we can talk about later is she built a networking team of people who helped her.
0: Fantastic. I mean, wow, what a story. The the initiative and drive it takes to learn not just just one new thing, but but multiple. Th- you, you've got the, the actual mechanical part of, of sewing, and I'm sure that also probably means she's got her Christmas gifts sorted out. Then you've, then you've got a completely different ballpark, which is digital channels, which use their own jargon, which have their own dashboards, which have their own sort of learning curve to them. And so to do all of that in a, in a short space of time, no wonder the employers were blown away
1: yeah i mean it was amazing and you know and she's a program manager so don't think she wasn't a digital marketer she wasn't a sewist she was a project manager but one of the things she had done were enterprise-wide change management and she applied those principles to her own life and she could talk about that to say hey i know how to scale from the individual up to the large organization
0: yeah, I think that's a fantastic story. What a great, great example. So, yeah, moving on to the the more optimistic front of, of of how people are figuring things out at this time, there are listeners of ours who who will be either currently going for interviews or who expect to be teeing up interviews in the near future. And I wanted to ask you about something you've written about, which is making sure that you demonstrate value that you've created or delivered in your career to date. So. During an interview, what should that look like? What what is a good way of demonstrating that you've created value or telling that story?
1: Obviously, in the interview, you can talk about your value, uh, but that's what everyone else is going to do. So what I think is very important is to be able to demonstrate that value. And that may be have portfolio pieces to show or point them to a website, work samples, Um, And if you're going to describe something that you've done, you need to put it in a format that's going to be memorable, right? They're going to interview many people. How are they going to remember you? You've got to have some stickiness to the brain. And if you can put it as an accomplishment story, um, you know, all hero stories in movies have the exact same plot. There was a problem, the person rushed in and solved, the, solved it, and then there was this grand result. And you need to show that also in an interview because those kind of hero stories um, are going to be memorable. But before the interview, make sure you have teed up Work samples, make sure that you have done things that are going to make you memorable. And one of the things that I recommend doing in advance that gets people excited to meet you is to do an introduction video. Do a two minute video talking about yourself, what you've accomplished, what you your skills are and why you love your profession. A two-minute video, we have found, gets people interviews faster than almost anything else we've tried.
0: Yeah, what a great way of differentiating yourself. And I think that would be a particularly potent strategy for maybe customer-facing roles, sales roles,
1: Definitely, but you know, we've actually seen it work with software engineers. Um, I actually work with a lot of very technical people, software, Mm -hmm. hardware engineers, people who are uh, cloud architects, and they've found that it gives them lift too, because at least right now, companies aren't just hiring robots. They want people with personality and passion to come along with the skills and experience
0: yeah I think the the shift towards companies recognizing the importance of of culture and how uh, new team members fit in and, and add in a in a productive manner to the existing team has just exploded in the last sort of decade or so whereas before this was sort of a, a bleeding edge line of thinking it's now now you' you're not going to even be competitive in your space if you're not thinking about that
1: and that is so true. You know, one of the interesting things as part of my job, I read lots of job ads. I probably read at least a hundred job ads a week. And one of the interesting changes I've been seeing over time is even for the most technical roles, they all say things like excellent communication, ability to work in globally diverse teams. And if you can't dial in that piece, then you're not going to be successful. And you have to demonstrate that, right? You have to have examples of how you've worked with different people inside and outside of work and how you aren't always trying to be the big star, but you're trying to lift other people as well as help get the job done.
0: Right. And when it comes to then striking that right balancing point between showcasing your softer skills and also the the technical skills that you bring to the table, A question comes to mind based on a CV that I'd seen a couple of weeks ago. Someone working in a technical industry in logistics had a lot of industry specific jargon, acronyms, and things that I think anyone in the industry would probably recognize, but people out of the industry wouldn't. So if you were advising such a client who's now now applying to sister industries and other technical industries where they have cross transferable skills, is it important to well basically de jargonify their their CV?
1: I love that word. Uh yes, it is. Because it, here's two reasons. You could get in an interview with someone really technical and you can see they're on your wavelength and then you can use jargon galore and they're going to get it and they'll sling it back at you. But the reality is, is before you get to that person, you have to get to a lot of people who are not going to necessarily know all that jargon. You're going to have to get through friends and family who might refer you. you need to get through HR people who may not know that field as well. So you need to be able to very clearly articulate what you can do. Um, you know, they used to say, make sure sh- go and try it on your mom. If your mom understands what you do, then maybe you're ready to talk to people. And the other reason I think that's so important, as I believe you need a job search team, you need other people who are out there searching and sourcing opportunities for you. And if you cannot clearly articulate to them what you do, then they can't help you as well. If you can say, uh, this is clearly what I do, here's the value I add, someone can get that and they can go out and help you. But if you're all jargonified, then they're gonna go, huh? You know, it's not going to be helpful.
0: It's interesting that some people, it seems like they almost lean on the jargon, right, as a way of justifying that what they do is is hard or complex. But uh, you can still get that point across without just completely sort of losing someone, because if they don't understand what you do, then chances are, uh, why would they hire you?
1: Exactly. And here's the other piece why I think that's important is let's say you get hired into the role and it's a very technical role, but you're not just going to deal with technical people in the company. You're going to deal with people in other departments, maybe vendors or customers, and you're not going to be able to use all that jargon with them. So you need to make sure that you can clearly articulate what you're doing so that Everyone understands, and then they can all help get the job done.
0: And uh, the acid test, uh, or or the mom test, as you put it, is a great way of uh, figuring out if you've streamlined that message enough. Sheridan, it's been amazing having you on the show. Terrific advice, really, really helpful examples that I'm sure are going to inspire our listeners and give them plenty of ideas to try uh, of their own. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks. And everyone, never, ever get up. Give up at all. There's opportunities out there. Take care. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much, Sheridan. This has been another episode of Apply's Job Bytes. We'll catch you next time. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Single click, start and track Your applications never write a cover letter again